Hi, this is Hope. This is Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Nomad Athlete Radio. This is episode 96. We are closing in on 100, Doug. How exciting is that? It is super exciting. <laughs> I mean, I just can't contain my excitement. I know, it's like... It's just, insane. we're partying, we've got a big countdown going on in our house. I think we're going to have big, to big have some around. huge party for the 100th episode. <laughs> yeah, a giant party. Rent out a spot in Vegas or something like that. Yep. yep. Or... You bring a beer over next time we record, and we open that while we while we do it. That would be a pretty big party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, today we're talking about typical day diet life of Matt or Doug, or hopefully um, a typical vegan athlete. Because people do ask this question a whole lot. It's up there with uh, with meal plans. People want to know about meal planning advice, and um, it's always it's always difficult to give that you know it's hard to deliver a meal plan to someone and say here just follow this because it's you know i mean i feel like my the, the way that i eat my typical day is one that that fits for my life so it's really hard to give that to someone and say here here's what you need to do because uh, it's not like it's not like I, I set up all the nutrition parameters in advance and made sure that my meals hit them <laughs> and then just crammed it into my life so that it would fit i i Set it up around around the way that i live and you probably did the same dog i'm guessing yeah absolutely I'm, i don't pay too much attention to you all the numbers, but just getting in enough nutrients, enough food, and, and feeling good about keeping it simple. Yeah, and I, it's not to say that numbers don't matter, because, I mean, <laughs> they they do matter. It matters that you get the right amount of calories. It matters that you get um, the right range, the right amount of carbohydrate, protein, and fat. The argument I have against it, I think, is that it, it matters, but, but your body, if you're, if you're good and you're you're eating good food and it's not a bunch of processed junk that i think your body really does handle a lot of that for you in terms of your hunger what you're hungry for and how hungry you are uh this is not necessarily the case if you if you're still eating a bunch of processed food then i think you, your signals are kind of messed up the wires might be crossed uh but I, I really do think your body is is tremendously good at this the our ancestors you know they, they didn't need to worry about numbers they didn't know what protein carbohydrate and fat were they didn't know what calories were they just ate when they were hungry and when food became available and when you're eating whole foods that that works your body is meant to to do that to to live on that so you know that that whole sort of principle underlies i think both of our the way that we eat typically doug uh but not to say that it's bad i mean we've talked before about how if you if you do want to make a diet change if you want to make a weight change especially uh, where you want to change the number of calories that you're consuming, whether it's more or less, you can get really scientific about it uh, or really mathematical or quantitative about it and figure out the exact numbers and hit those things. It's just I, I just think it's hard to sustain that for a long time if you're not uh, an elite athlete or, or highly, highly motivated uh, have for some other reason to make that sort of situation last because it's just very unnatural feeling. And when I've tried to do it, it doesn't really last long. Yeah, no, I, I, the same way. I just It's something that would get me i think so stressed out and so um overwhelmed that i i would end up just quitting altogether yeah and not to mention stress and overwhelm uh are not a good thing for your health and when when this is <laughs> That's right. trying to do for health i mean really that is an actual thing sid garza hillman talks a lot about that and uh i i do believe that's true i mean if, if you are all the time stressed about the food you're eating your body's going to handle it differently than if you're 
just eating, you know, comfortably and not worried about that sort of thing. So uh, I, I don't think being stressed about numbers is a good thing. If it's something that, that you're really interested in and, and love, because it, it is fun to set up those Excel spreadsheets and be motivated, especially if you've got like a race goal or a weight goal or something where you, you see these numbers leading to your success and you're excited about it. Uh, I've I've been in those modes where I spend three hours one night making a meal plan or a training plan or whatever it is, and you just you make the big Excel spreadsheet, and it is fun. And if you're really motivated in that way by it, then maybe you can make it last. But uh, I, I just think for the long term and for most people, it's not really a sustainable approach. Right, right. All right, so let's then talk about what our typical days are, Doug. Um, and I don't know if we should have me go first and then you go first or, or then you go second <laughs> or uh, if we want to just kind of go through the day. Uh, and You know, why don't we do it? Let's, let's do it person by person rather than okay. try to say eat for breakfast just because I don't think it's going to be as simple as breakfast, lunch, dinner for each of us. Um, so I'll, I'll start us off with the, the preface that my typical day is, is sort of always changing just because I'm trying stuff all the time. So I can I can go back to what for, I don't know, for the four and a half years now that I've been vegan, what is probably the most typical day of all these times. But recently, I mean, I've been traveling for a few weeks, so that's been crazy. Before that, I was doing a lot of high raw fruitarian stuff and trying to do that. But I'll go back to what was a more typical, and I'll, maybe I'll explain just where there might be little exceptions. Uh, still, every day for me starts with a smoothie and mainly that's made of fruits and nuts i don't put that many greens in the smoothie i do put some in but it's not uh i don't know just as far as taste goes i'm just not that interested in vegetables in the morning and i know you can train yourself to be my wife has has done that well and has had a lot of success eating vegetables first thing but uh i I like the fruit smoothie with nuts in it i feel like it's a really good opportunity to kind of get whatever you want so if you are taking any supplements which i'm not now but i have been in the past uh it's a really nice way to get that and like if you need a certain thing if you need more iron in your diet then it's easy to add something to your smoothie that has the iron whether it's blackstrap molasses or pumpkin seeds which is what we use um you know you can you can mess with stuff you can tweak you can get that that numbers person inside you happy by messing with your smoothie if it's protein you think you need you can dump a bunch in there so just very very flexible way to start your day so i've done that for a long time and even when i'm not doing that like if it's if it's out of i don't know laziness or trying the fruitarian thing and just kind of trying to eat more completely whole food not even broken down in the form of a smoothie then i'll still eat fruits and nuts and it's kind of the same stuff but maybe the quantity would change a bit slightly when i eat it in whole food form how much how much smoothie are you drinking every morning like just one Usually cup three, it's just like a 16 ounce pike glass full of it okay uh, we make a big blend tech full for the family and it's not really a measured amount, but whatever's in there. And, and every now and then, if you know, we usually have a little bit extra. And if I need, if I'm hungry for more than that, then I'll have more. Uh, but that's that's typical. Just you know, the smoothie, a lot of carbohydrate in there, some protein, some fat. So I don't know the exact numbers. It wouldn't be hard to calculate for sure because I do I do kind of measure those proportions that go in there. Um, but yeah, so and, and I've got the smoothie formula on my blog. We do follow that in many ways, except that we don't put the oil in anymore because. Since the domestic uh, holiday sea cruise that we went on last March, we have done no oil at home. So as part of this typical day that I'm explaining, there isn't any added oil into it. I still have it if I go out to a restaurant, but that's not a typical day. And uh, so, so does the whole family eat the same smoothie typically? Uh, yeah. We sometimes we put we – put, um, what's it called? DHA EPA supplement in the kids sometimes. Sometimes I have that for myself. 
at one point, my daughter, um, we thought she was low in iron, so we were kind of giving her extra iron stuff, putting the blackstrap molasses in hers. Uh, but usually, they're, it's mostly the same. I mean, there might be little tweaks if somebody wants different stuff. And Erin, for example, when she went on this diet where she was eating vegetables first thing, and part of her diet, part of the losing weight idea was that you shouldn't have a smoothie because it's broken down already, and you could fit a lot more calories of smoothie into your stomach than you could the actual fruits mm-hmm. and nuts, and the fact that she wasn't even eating nuts because they're dense in calories. So when we when when she started that, she stopped drinking the smoothie, but me and the kids still did. Cool. So that was that's the breakfast. That doesn't usually last me until until noon though, or until lunchtime. So I usually I eat something else. If I'm not trying any sort of raw thing, a lot of times that will be uh, like a whole wheat pita with almond butter or hummus, some kind of I don't know. Like after the after the smoothie, it's sort of nice to have a warmer, uh, I guess, more comforting meal or, or snack sometime in the mid morning. So, you know, I'll do a little work after with the smoothie, do some writing or something, and then once I need a little break, come and have something small like that. Um, not not too much thought goes into it, but, uh, you know, I, I'm all for gluten and bread. I don't think it's a bad thing. So that's that's been something that is comfortable. Bagel would work, too, if I had that, but I don't usually have bagels. Yeah. How about so how about coffee? Are you, are you what are you drinking in the Yeah, I should have mentioned coffee. That's true. Uh I drink pretty much just one cup of coffee every single morning, one that I do like the pour over for and I get fancy coffee equipment and all that stuff and just kind of go overboard <laughs> with it. Uh but I do limit myself to one per day. Every now and then I'll do the exception and I'll have a second one or I'll go out to a coffee shop to get a second cup or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty much just one cup all the time. So, that's that's that. And I should also during this time I usually also get in whatever um, else I'm taking, and when I say else, I don't want to say supplements because I only really think of a B12, um, a B12 pill as a supplement, but I guess it is. Um, so I do take a B12 pill sometime in the morning, and usually three to four Brazil nuts as well. Uh, I just I think they're good for keeping testosterone up uh, via selenium, which they they are good at at uh, replenishing. So I try to get those. I think of those as my supplements, um, even though they're not really traditional supplements. And lunchtime is always is watch well, there aren't many always like I said but <laughs> lunchtime is usually um, leftovers from dinner mm-hmm. the the and I'll get to dinner in a minute with more details of what that actually is um, but the exception for me is when I when I have been trying the the raw thing or the nearly raw thing um, then then for lunch during those periods what I would do is just have the giant salad with a nut based dressing usually tahini based dressing. And it's very easy. Their tahini dressings are delicious. Whole Foods has one that kind of inspired me to find a garlicky tahini dressing, and uh, you can you can do that very easy. Tahini is just ground sesame seeds that form a paste, and uh, has some fat. Definitely calorically dense food, but I think it's better than oil. It's more of a whole food. So I'll do that. And uh, depending on how raw I'm trying to be, I would might or may not put uh, like a half a can of chickpeas or beans onto the salad. So. If it's if I'm doing on on a kind of raw kick, that would be my that would be my lunch. If I'm not doing a raw kick, usually I'll still have that salad, but later in the afternoon. So that'll kind of be my between lunch and dinner thing. Usually around my run is when I eat this big salad. Uh, it you know I find it's it's nice. It's not all that filling. It doesn't weigh me down for a run or anything like that. And uh, it's a good way just for me to make sure I get that salad in every single day. Also, before any kind of run, I will usually do some sort of sugary pre workout thing. Um, Tart cherry juice has been one for a while, for the probably the past year now. That's been kind of my pre or post workout thing. Usually post workout, but sometimes I do it before. Otherwise, I'll eat some fruit, pop a couple dates, 
something like that, just to get a little bit of quick sugar into me before I go out for a run. Um, let's see. Then we've got after the run, like I said, tart cherry juice is something that I do after almost every single run. Maybe not after the shortest or the easiest of runs, just because I don't feel like I always need to replace sugar after an easy run. Uh, but nothing nothing all that crazy after those. Long run workout would be a much different thing, but we've, we've talked about that stuff before, or if we haven't, we will in a future episode, because I, I don't consider a long run to be a typical day. And finally, there's dinner, and dinner is, uh, you know, the recipes that I that I post on No Meat Athlete often. Uh, I don't post all that many, like, original recipes these days, but when I put up posts about links to cheap, healthy meals and things like that, that's what I'm eating. And it's, you know, it's pasta dishes with beans in them. Um, could be a taco or burrito type recipe. Uh, what else? A lot of, we do a lot of Asian type food, like Thai food might be a, a tofu dish, um, with some rice noodles and vegetables and things like that. Stir fry type things made without oil these days. And a lot of times I have a salad before that meal. One of my go-to tricks is to have the salad while you're cooking the meal to, to serve that salad ahead of time. Because I think uh, I tend to eat way more salad if I'm if I'm actually hungry for dinner, but dinner is not available yet. If I serve it too close to dinner time, then uh, or even at the same time as dinner, I'll start eating the salad or start start eating the food instead of the salad, the hot food, because the salad is much, much less interesting when there's a hot plate of food next to you. So um, that's that's really it. I mean, there's not any too much dessert to or anything like that. No, I almost never eat dessert. I just am not a dessert person, but my version of dessert typically uh, is some sort of alcoholic beverage, and that mm. will uh, be either a nice craft beer most often, could be a glass of red wine, but that's that's sort of my, I don't know, I think that's my my treat for the day. Uh, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Now and then I go through periods where I say, I, I sort of start, you know, because there's a lot of talk on the internet about how one alcoholic beverage a day is good for you, perhaps two also is. And I've even seen some interesting studies that show up to, we've talked about this before, five or six drinks a day, the, the uh, I don't know if it's the mortality rate or the length of life or whatever it was, but in some way that was uh, positioned as being, like, so, so the, the worst thing you could do would be zero drinks per day. <laughs> then one drink was way better in terms of, I don't I forget what it was, but a, a low mortality rate or a long life. Two was... Not as good as one, but way better than zero. And it continues in this fashion. So even by the time you get to like four or five or six, it's still kind of on par with having um, with between one and zero drinks per day, if that makes sense. So still better than zero drinks per day right. in terms of those numbers. So, you know, I read that sort of thing and then I'm and then I'm all for it. And I'm like, oh, I need to have a drink every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's why these articles spread, because people people like to reinforce that idea. But uh-huh. now and then I get on kicks where I question that and I think you know, it's just a bunch of uh, propaganda, and it spreads because people want that to spread. And I think drinking really isn't good, so I'm going to try to cut it out. And I mean, it, it works okay. I just, I, I just really do enjoy that reward at the end of the day, just one drink. Um, so that's that's my sort of dessert. And what else? I have one more thing to say about dinner. I guess not. Maybe that was it. Maybe no dessert, but but the drink. How about uh, just? Like, what else are you drinking throughout the day? You have the smoothie in the morning, so that's getting you some, that's hydrating you a little bit. Coffee, some fruit juice. What, are you drinking a lot of water? What else are you drinking? Uh, the only thing that I really drink is water throughout the day. And it's just when I'm thirsty. I don't know. It might be, I don't, I don't count or anything like that number of glasses. I just kind of drink to when I'm thirsty. And it probably ends up being four to five pint glasses of water per day. Um, like you said, when you, when you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, and I do, I, I didn't really mention that. I kind of do snack on fruit throughout the day. 
uh, more often than than I mentioned, you know, more often than just between lunch and dinner and between breakfast and lunch. I think there are just more chances, maybe around workouts, that I just tend to eat fruit, and I think that does give you a lot of hydration. So, um, but just water. I don't don't really do anything else. The fruit juice, if I ever do fruit juice, it's only tart cherry juice around workouts, um, or for what some other reason. If I have fruit juice in the house, like if we used it in a recipe or something, then I'll maybe drink that around workouts. But I never drink juice just on its own, just for for the taste or anything like that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's it. I mean, as far as the nutrition goes in it, I I try to be close to sixty five percent carbohydrate. 12 to 15 percent protein and whatever is left of fat 20 percent or so maybe 20 to 23 percent of fat um but i don't i don't at all focus on i don't count those numbers at all i've i've been at stages in my life where i did count my food and looked exactly like when i was becoming vegetarian when i went vegan i I made sure that i was getting in those ranges Uh, but once i knew what a typical day looked like and felt like you know close to those numbers then i stopped thinking about that. So, I mean, I think now and then it is good to revisit and make sure that you haven't kind of drifted too far away. Uh, but I, I really don't look at that sort of thing. And I don't know. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, a good range to be in, but I think if you're eating whole food and you're eating what you, what you want, it's really hard to get away from that for me. Like if I, if I don't have much protein, I will start to want that protein. And if I don't have beans for a couple of days because I'm traveling or whatever, then I'm going to really want those and I'll, I'll put them on salads and I'll have them um, same with nuts and seeds. If I can't get those for a while, I will start to want them. So it just seems like there's this kind of self-correcting effect mm-hmm. uh, that that really ensures that you are getting the in the ranges that your body needs. And I think I think a lot of the focus on on those macronutrient ratios is kind of overblown. You know, the reason being you can see paleos doing really well winning sports, and you can see uh, fruitarians winning sports events, and their their macronutrient mixes are so different. With you know, one's getting tons of carbohydrate, the other one's getting relatively speaking tons of fat uh, and much more protein, and you see people thriving on both of those kind of diets. Um, maybe in the long term, there's some there's some effects of one or the other, but I think a lot of that comes down to to food choice and not not so much what your macronutrient ratio is. So I have the ideas in mind of what I'm trying to get, but even if I'm off by five to ten percent now and then on certain ones it just it doesn't bother me at all and i don't think uh, i don't think it should yeah so how's that compared to your day doug well you know it's it's some more similar than i actually thought it would be <laughs> to be oh, honest yeah? yeah um yeah well, i'll go ahead and run down my day but you know it's a it's not gonna look too much different than yours um no. my my breakfast is is one of two things generally it's it's either a smoothie um and that kind of depends on if Katie wants a smoothie as well because I hardly ever make one just for myself, but we make them together fairly regularly um, or for each other, I guess. Um, so it either starts with a smoothie or if I'm not doing a smoothie, I will do a piece of toast with some almond butter and a piece of fruit, usually banana, sometimes an apple. been on a plum kick recently. Nice. Because they've been pretty tasty, um, mm-hmm. but... That that's my typical breakfast. Uh, every once in a while, I do have cereal, um, and I'll just do almond milk and some sort of granola or something. So, Doug, why not oatmeal? Because neither of us mentioned oatmeal, and if you read the blogs on the internet these days, it seems or not these days, but every day, it seems like <laughs> lots of bloggers like oatmeal. You see lots of oatmeal pictures on blogs. If you look at in the health food community, it seems. Yeah, you know, oatmeal is a good one, and I actually had written it down as as an option during the winter. I, it's never been something that I absolutely love, so it's not something that I 
do every single day. But during the winter, sometimes I'll crave it instead of a smoothie. And I'll usually, we usually have um, like a pre-made, like we'll, we'll just take oats and, and make our own mix and make a big jar of it so that we have it on hand and can make our own uh, flavored and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and so I'll, I'll do that sometimes during the winter, add in some almond butter and, and a little bit of fruit. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good breakfast as well, but it's not really my favorite. I don't know why. Yeah, I've never been a big oatmeal fan. I just, I don't know. I had it as a kid. I think I had that instant oatmeal packet things uh-huh. where you would spray the, uh, or, or, you know, the little the flavoring in a tube that would kind of come on, and you put that on top. Um, I don't think they do that anymore. But I used to have that, and I maybe that kind of turned me off of it. But I just can't stand even the even good oatmeal now. I just can't stand it. So mm. I just don't do it. But I think I think it's fine. Good whole whole grain. I mean, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oats, but you know what I love is is grits but it's so hard to to get grits at a restaurant without being covered in butter right i don't know that i really had them it seems like something i would like because i kind of like polenta type things uh-huh. like that uh and for those not from the south grits are corn right right yep corn grits mm-hmm. i don't even know what they are is it just ground corn that kind of gets treated like oatmeal um yeah i have no idea i know that they're <laughs> corn based um i don't know we grew up eating them a lot so I had them in my house a lot and, and, and love them, but it's just so hard to find them at a restaurant vegan. Yeah, right. Yeah, they always have cheese or butter in them. Mm-hmm. Um, on a similar note to that, I don't want to get too far off from your typical day, but uh, I got on a big corn tortilla kick after I read uh, the Blue Zones book. Hmm. And it turned out that uh, in the Costa Rica, whatever the Blue Zone was there, that they ate basically beans, corn, and squash. And the corn was usually in the form of these tortillas. So I got a tortilla press and would buy the masa harina, um, which is just ground corn that's been undergone this nixtamalization process that kind of, I don't know, makes it makes it good. Um, <laughs> so I got into that. My son was really into it, too, making it. Uh-huh. And for, for like a couple of days, I ate only that food or, or almost nothing else, <laughs> trying, to, trying to do what they did. And uh, it, it was all right. I got sick of it. I thought I never would, though. I thought if I had that for breakfast, corn tortillas and some black beans and salsa and an avocado and lime juice. I thought I would never need anything else. But sure enough, after a week of that, I was ready for something else. You know, I, I lived in Costa Rica for six months and um, stayed with a host family. And that was pretty much all we ate was rice and beans and then some sort of oh, protein yeah? and, and fruit. Yeah. And corn tortillas. How they make the tortillas? Or did you watch them make them? They would uh, go down the street and have there was a lady who made them in her, her okay. house but yeah they pressed them they the same thing that like what you're talking about and yeah uh, and they probably know. started with real corn instead of instead of corn powder which is you know it, it was it was at one time real corn it's just not the freshest thing when it's when it's bought in the supermarket of course yeah no i think that they were doing all this from scratch and, and press it and then you know they'd have a big stovetop thing that they cooked it on yeah they, they are good. delicious i do yeah. love corn tortillas and and I, I i can imagine liking grits for the same reason but um it's not to be. They're hard to get non-vegan. <laughs> anyway. Right, continue, Doug, please. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's my breakfast, so the smoothie or, or toast usually for breakfast. And I don't, I'm not really a morning snacker. That's pretty much all I eat before lunch. I try to go on my run sometime around 11 o'clock, get it in right before the lunch hour. Um, and coffee is before the run. Oh, right? yes. Yep. Coffee? Absolutely. Coffee. Uh, coffee with breakfast. I do use an AeroPress, and I, I'll do... The two shots uh, through an AeroPress, but just the one cup, mm-hmm. um, and and that's that's the only coffee I will drink in the morning. I'll usually have a big glass of water as well, 
and I like you, I also take my um, my multi day vitamin uh, in the morning with breakfast. So mm-hmm. that's the only type of supplement I take. Uh, but do that with breakfast. And then you know, and then I'm just drinking water mostly until until lunchtime, up until the run. I, I, rarely do I eat anything before my run. I don't do dates or anything like that unless it's going to be a longer run. Then I'll have a snack. Uh-huh. Um, Is that for a reason, or just because you just feel like you don't need it? I just feel like I don't need it, and and I'm under the the belief that after it's okay to deplete yourself a little bit, you know, during mm-hmm. a run. Yep. And so you know, I don't, I don't. I don't think I need to fuel before a 45 minute run or an hour long run uh, on a Wednesday. Right. And when you say you're under that belief, you mean uh, not just that, that it's okay to do it and that your performance won't suffer, but that you actually think it might be a good thing to, to be running in sort of a depleted state. Yes. Yeah. Not all the time, of course. Right. Exactly. Not all the time, of course, and and not for the big, big, important long runs. You don't want to do it if it's going to take away from the, the benefits of the workout. Um, But Mm -hmm. But you know, I think on a on a typical day, run under an hour, under an hour and fifteen minutes, uh, you know, doing that and training your body to to handle that is is going to benefit you instead of. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, and I think especially what you said, you don't want it to take away from the workout is the other important point there. So, like if if the day is a, a speed workout at the track, that's not one that I would typically choose to go without food beforehand because you know at that point you're kind of looking to to get this super high performance for just a short period of time. Right. Um. But you know, I guess I guess one could make the argument that even then, it's a good idea to do if you can if you can do it. But um, yeah, I, I've definitely gone through that sort of period where I, I wasn't doing any of that for, especially for easy runs. You know, we try to do that without anything, even during the run, right? Uh, if it was if it was within the length that you could do that for. So good, good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So so that's that's my morning, and then I'll get home, and and I am, I always try to make sure that I eat something right after getting home from a run. I think that 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 20 to 30 minute window there is, is you really need to take in some calories to help uh, aid recovery. So, so I'll always you try think to you train your body to not have that so that you can, you can <laughs> be even better later. I don't, I don't know if it works that way. I think that your body really is looking for the, uh, for the, for the carbs and the protein to, to help rebuild those muscles. But, um, sure. so I don't, I don't know if it really works on the other end of the workout, but, but, uh, yeah, so, so I'll, I'll, you know, obviously drink some water and have um, some sort of quick snack. Usually, maybe a handful of nuts or a piece, another piece of toast or pita and, and hummus, something like that. And then, um, and then hop in the shower because, unlike you, I do take a shower after every run. Mm-hmm. Um, that is unlike me. <laughs> and and then and then I'll have lunch. And lunch is almost always leftovers from the day before, from the night before. Uh, but. If it's not, if we didn't have any leftovers, if we went out, or if there just didn't end up being enough food left over, then it's a big old salad. I'll do pretty standard greens, always beans, um, and then some whatever vegetables we have laying around. So usually some hmm. cucumber or carrots or yeah, anything like Very that. Very similar. Tomato, yep. Um, and then... Uh, you know, most of our dressings are oil based, not tahini based. Although I do love a good tahini based dressing, mm-hmm. and and that's about it. Sometimes, if if the if lunch isn't big enough, I'll and if if it lends itself well to doing this, then I'll throw it on top of a big bed of greens just to get the extra greens in there. Mm-hmm. So, like it, yeah. Uh, and then and then that's pretty much it for lunch. 
from there, I'll go until 4.30 or 5 before snacking on anything. And and that will usually be almost always pita and hummus. Um, to have a little after work snack. Yep. Uh, Deliciousness. Yeah. Deliciousness. Absolutely. And then dinner time, we'll cook up a stir fry or some sort of Tex-Mex or a pasta. Those are kind of our three go-tos. Um, hmm. Remarkably similar. It's basically the same exact day. As <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. This is kind of a <laughs> boring episode here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I'll, I will have a beer with dinner, almost always, and maybe a beer after dinner, too. There you, you go. Know. I like it. Yeah. So, all right, very similar, except for your uh, your your pita with hummus is in the afternoon rather than the morning. Yeah. That's it. Otherwise, exactly the same same diet. You know, we'll say, so this is, both of us work from home, uh, and that means that we can snack a lot more or, you know, have a lot more flexibility within right. our eating schedule. So if you're working from an office, if you don't have that, if you're working a nine-to-five job, uh, any tips for people like that? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I, I mean, it also depends on your goals. Like neither of us has, has weight loss as a super high priority goal, but if that is your priority, you probably shouldn't be doing the snacks in between meals. Uh, I think, I think a lot of the, the grazing idea that, that, uh, caught on for a while, I think that was sort of, uh, not a good idea. I think, I think we need to have that fasting period between meals so that your body can get into a state where it's not in the, in the elevated post meal, um, phase you know where, where it's, it's not it's not having this food brought in it can get to a point where it's not just strictly removing um things you put in your body last meal like protein you can't very store for very long uh any alcohol you can't store for very long so these things you you take them in and they got to come out quickly so your body needs to get rid of them um so i think it's good to have have long periods where you're not eating if your goal is to lose fat is to to lose fat um or weight at all so, you know, I think if, if your goal is weight loss, which for a lot of people it probably is just because that's that's how the world is these days, uh, then I wouldn't worry too much about snacking. And I would try to try to get away from it if you can. But if you want snacks, if, if that's not your goal, if, if maybe you're more motivated by making sure you get enough calories or you just you're happy with your weight and you, you can you want a snack to be comfortable. Um, we have a there's a post on Nomad Athlete that I think it's called I, I, if you just Google Nomad Athlete snacks, you'll probably find it. Um, had like 25 snack ideas and I also wrote one a long time ago about healthy lunches you could make at work even if you didn't have the access to a big kitchen uh so that's that's another one but uh, yeah I don't have too many ideas like for practical stuff I just I don't know I haven't done it myself in such a long time that I don't know I mean we I used to go out to eat a lot when I was when I worked a regular job would go out to lunch with people and I think I think that's such a bad thing really like it's I'm fine to go to Chipotle when I have to drive a few hours or something, but it's a pretty rare thing. I think when you're when you're working every day at an office and you're going out to lunch every day, I think it adds up that you're having an extra whatever 200 calories and some extra salt and all the stuff at lunch. Uh, it's not any one day is not a big deal. Even every every few days is not a big deal. But if it becomes a daily habit, you know that does start to to add up and have a have an effect on you. So I think one of the crucial things would be bring your lunch from home. Of course, which isn't isn't news to anybody else. That's a good idea. Um, and and a lot of times that starts with making sure when you make your dinners the night before that you have leftovers planned. I mean, you make enough that you have leftovers. And that that took my wife and I a while to learn 
especially once we had kids, just we, we kept running out of food. And then the next day, we'd kind of be scrounging around for lunch and ended up eating something that wasn't that healthy for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, you know, we just started to realize we have to actually make a double portion of lunch so that everyone can eat leftovers the next day. Uh, so I think that's a good way to save some money from going out and also just eat healthier, assuming you've got the means at work to store something in a refrigerator and then heat it up in a microwave if that's what you've got, um, pot and pan if that's what you got. But, I mean, if I was if I was working in an office, I would have no problem reheating lunch in the microwave uh, rather than going out to eat somewhere for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what I would do, what I used to do, uh, is is that is bring my leftovers for lunch and bring a lot of things. I would keep snacks at my desk. Uh, you know, go ahead and buy a big thing of snacks and just keep them at my desk if I needed to, like a big thing of nuts or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would absolutely microwave my lunch every day. We don't hardly ever. We have a microwave here, but we hardly ever use it. But um, you know, I, I had no problem doing that at work. We didn't have a stove top or anything like that. Um, right. You know, but- also good to have like emergency foods on hand, which I used to do when I would have a long commute to grad school. I would make sure that always in my car, uh, in the glove compartment, I had like a, a healthy type of bar or whatever that I was eating back then mm-hmm. that I considered healthy so that if, if the craving hit or if I was just starving for food, there wouldn't be a reason to stop at McDonald's or wherever, um, which isn't much of an option if you don't, if you're vegan or vegetarian. But I guess it could, you could still get fries and a Coke if you really wanted it. And I've done that in weak moments for sure. Sure. Um, so I think I think the same goes for work. If you know when, when there's vending machines nearby, it's often helpful if you actually have a stash in your desk of something that's healthier. Whatever you know, whether it's Lara bars or I've heard people say a jar of peanut butter and I don't I don't know what they put the peanut butter on, but maybe they just dip <laughs> their finger in and eat it. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and of course you got to be careful that you're not going through your whole stash of Lara bars and you get in the habit of having two of them every single day. But I think I think it's useful to have those kind of emergency foods on hand. Yeah, I think. I think the the big thing with office eating is that it's often so convenient to to go out and you know like you said for lunch but even for breakfast you know I would say that there was, so there was a coffee shop in the bottom of my building on the ground level of, of my old office building in DC and and I would say that half of the office got breakfast and coffee there every single day and and not only is that an expensive habit but you know like you said you're you're getting more calories than than you would if you were cooking for yourself and more sugar or more salt and all, all these other things that you don't necessarily want to be eating every single day um yeah and that's the thing it's every single day nature of work i mean you, you, you i think five years can go by and you realize you did that every day for five years basically and then, then yeah. you've added 40 pounds of weight or something yeah yeah exactly and then the only other thing i would add is that um a lot of people run after work and around that same time that you and i are having our afternoon snacks because we ran mm-hmm. in the middle of the day and so you know if that's the case just just plan ahead, like you said. Bring a bar or something like that that you can have towards the end of the day. That would you know you can digest with enough time to have enough energy and, and not be too tired and too hungry right when you get home. Because you can avoid that hunger and that tired and get right out and go for a run as soon as you get home before you sit down on the couch before you do something fun. Then uh-huh. then you're much more likely to actually get out and go for that run. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's harder, much harder for sure if you work because I think there's also, aside from the convenience aspect of getting food at work, um, there's also the social aspect of it, right? That, that everyone else is going out to Baja Fresh. Is Baja Fresh still around? I don't even know. I hope so. I love that place. I, I, I don't know why Chipotle took over. They they just did. I guess better ads or something. Um, but the Baja Fresh in me, near, near uh, Bel Air where I am right now has been replaced by Noodles & Company. Uh, which is a major downgrade as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, agreed, for sure. 
but anyway, Baja Fresh, people are going there. It's like, you can't say no to that. It's it's delicious. <laughs> Green salsa and chips and all that. So hard, hard to say no to that. I understand that and say, I'm going to instead stay here and go in the little cafeteria room and eat my lunch next to that, you know, smelly microwave or something <laughs> by myself and read a book. It's hard. Uh-huh. I understand that. So not, not saying uh, that it's an easy thing to do, but for sure, if you can find ways to get around that uh, and do different things, then go for it. Yeah. So so just one more question before we wrap up. If there was one thing, and we haven't prepped this, so you might not have an answer. If, if there was one thing um, <laughs> to change about your daily routine, eating routine, what would you change? Uh, that's a good question. If it if I could just like flip a switch and change something, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would say get rid of the alcohol and the coffee. Mm. I, I mean, I think I think neither of those is particularly bad. I think if I, if I thought they were that bad, I just wouldn't be having them in my daily routine. Um, but I, I really enjoy both of them. And I when I have a day without them, it's like it's missing something. Uh, the coffee really just as much as the beer. Like it's not not an, I don't think it's a physical addiction because I don't have too bad of a symptoms. Um, and I, you know, not that I don't have any, I do have some, but it's not like it's that hard for me to get off of that cup of coffee, but I'm just so much less excited for the morning when, when it doesn't include that cup of coffee. So if I could just kind of snap my fingers and have those desires go away and just be just as happy, then I would get rid of those two things. Cause I don't, I don't think, I don't know. They're probably, I think they're the least natural things of what I do. Uh, they're, they're drinks that aren't water. And, I th- and for the most part, drinks that aren't water are not, uh, not the natural, not the good for you. So I don't know. It'd be nice to just snap my fingers, get rid of those, but uh, I like them both. And to remove them, it seems to me that it would kind of create more stress than than uh, is worth it. So I don't know. How about you? What do you think? I think it, for me, it would be uh, be more disciplined and limiting in, in that afternoon snack, that five p.m. snack. Uh, that the uh, the hummus. Yeah, you know, most of the time what I do is I'll just bring out the whole jar of hummus and I'll eat until I'm not I'm not hungry anymore. And I, you know, I wish I was better at uh, you know scooping out a couple of scoops into a little bowl or on a plate or something like that, and 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 really at making it be much more of a, a light snack than it usually ends up being. So I think that right. that's what I would do. Is that, and I think I get too many calories at that point before dinner. Um, yeah, you can get uh, or make oil-free hummus roots local Asheville company, which is distributed around the country, I believe, or in a lot of parts of the U.S., uh, makes an oil-free hummus, which is the one that we buy when we buy it. We buy lots of roots. Are all roots oil-free? No. No, they just have one of them, the blue one oh, okay. that is oil-free. I, mean, and, yeah, I was going to uh, say, I don't think ours are. Yeah, I don't know what the calorie difference is, because they may just make up for it by adding more tahini. That's quite possible, actually, mm-hmm. that they add lots more fat that way. Um, so anyway, if you wanted to do that, there's there's a little plug for roots. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. Well, hopefully people have found this helpful, even though we ate exactly the same things. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think if any, if nothing else, my hope is that people will hear this and say, well, then I'm going to just uh, – let's see. Rephrase that. People so badly want meal plans, and they want to know what typical days are because I think people don't give themselves enough credit uh, that they can choose meals that are that are helpful. And they think that – it's the job of a dietitian or nutritionist to choose meals and make meal plans and that no person on their own is going to do a good job of it. But uh, I really think as you move towards whole foods, something we've mentioned several times during this episode and something that is a theme of our podcast that we talk about all the time, uh, it's it's kind of hard to to make a mistake and do the wrong thing when you're eating whole foods. Your your bodies are very good at telling you what, what it needs uh, once, once you're past kind of any sort of food addiction period. 
so I don't know. I, I think I think people overthink this. I think people don't give themselves enough credit. If you read blogs like No Meat Athlete and other health blogs, uh, if you read books about this stuff at all, like not like you need to read tons of books, but have read a good nutrition book, I think you can probably plan your own meals pretty well. Um, so anyway, until the No Meat Athlete meal planning guide comes out, and then you need that because <laughs> <laughs> then you can't plan your own meals at all until you have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think the the big lesson that I would want people to take away is is that it's really it, you don't have to make it all that complicated. And you didn't have every meal doesn't have to be this super healthy meal. You know, I mean, everything we're eating is healthy for sure, and it's whole foods and 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 good for you. But it's not, um, you know, it's not like we're only eating kale and only kale for you know all day long. No, yeah, certainly not. And I mean, I think. We both try to include those foods when there are opportunities to do it. And like you said, you'll put your lunch on a bed of greens when you can. Um, I'll put the vegetables in the smoothie when I can. Put the kale in there or the spinach or whatever. Uh, so, but but yeah, I mean, like nobody—I well, shouldn't say nobody—but we don't eat that way all the time. And I, I would have trouble being happy eating that way all the time. Sure. Uh, at least at least right now. Maybe, maybe you could get there, but I think I don't know. I don't know that that's any more natural than than just eating a, a bunch of uh, varied beans and grains and fruits and vegetables and all these different things so all those things are super fruity things they have a place a smoothie is a good way to get those things in you can add powders and greens and whatever else is easy salad is also another opportunity to sprinkle nuts add beans um powders i mean you can people do sprinkle powders and things on their salads i've heard of so i mean you can you can have those certain meals that are your chance to get that extra stuff in and that provide opportunities but no i don't think i mean nobody needs to base their diet on kale (laughs) or any other uh or any other diet fad type of thing. Yeah. All right, Doug. Well, uh, this has turned out to be pretty good, I think, even though we had the same foods. But I think people probably got something out of it, and I hope they did. Um, if you're listening to this still, and you've stayed with us this long, then you must like the podcast. So please head over to <laughs> iTunes if you haven't yet, uh, and leave us a rating and review. Uh, and if you have done that, sign up for a brand new iTunes account using a fake name and email address, and then leave us another review. <laughs> <laughs> actually don't do that I'm, I'm just kidding I don't want to get in trouble with iTunes for trying to game their system so please don't do that but, but do if you that. can leave us a nice rating and review it really does help if you haven't done it yet yeah and you know last on the last episode we said that that would be the last one we were doing over Skype and, and not yes, in person that was a lie that was a lie we lied to everyone um, but I'm excited you are coming home soon we will be getting back and, and doing these in person absolutely I'm excited too Doug have you Can't been running? Have you, episode. have you been running that? Everyone wants to know. I've been running, but I haven't been running well at all. I have not been following a training plan closely, and I am I am in real danger for this marathon. I don't quite know what's going to happen. Well, are you going to get back on track? I will be back on track. Yes. Okay. Um, I given given the fact that I've done a bunch of marathons and ultras and things, I'm not worried about finishing it. I think I can certainly get myself trained to do that. I'm I'm starting to wonder if it's not going to live up to my expectations. And if after I'm done this marathon, I'm going to say, you know, I'd really like to get back to running marathons and put in a full training and do one well to to see what I can do. Because it kind of feels like it's going to be one of those mail it in marathons. But we'll see. Hopefully I can. I've still got time. I think I've probably got 14 weeks or something left. Um, So I'll I'll have to shorten the schedule somewhat. But I'll be all right. Good. All right. I feel bad about that. But what are you going to do? Don't let us down, Matt. I won't. I have money writing on this on this marathon. I guess. If we just stop talking about it, people will probably forget it, and then we could. Oh, I'm not going to stop. Then, talking Then nobody about will it. be let down. I'm not going to stop talking about it. Okay, good accountability partner. I like yep. it. All right, 
uh, we'll be back soon. All right. I'm running done and uh, be back to normal. So it'll be good. Thank you for listening, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.